The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. A 306 on the Friday edition of the 630 Chad Afternoon News. My name's Jaylen Nye. Andrew will be back uh, in studio with me on Tuesday. Uh, well, with the end of uh, summer nearing, yes, I said it, I uh, thought it might be time to take a look at what you should be doing in the yard, the garden, maybe even in the kitchen. So we dialed up our good friend Anita McDonald at Coolman's Market Garden Greenhouse. Hi, Anita. Hello there. Hey, how are things out at the greenhouse these days? Well, it's still pretty good. We're busy and lots of things are happening. It's pickling time. It sure is, yeah. And what's going on? Because like, I know that I've yeah. bought, um, you know, the sauerkraut out there and your carrots mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, if you want to buy it, you can buy it uh, certainly out at Coleman's. But if you want to do your own pickling, you can buy a lot of the stuff that you need there. You can buy everything you need there. Right. So we have it here at our farm store, or you can get it also at a lot of the farmer's markets in the city. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, everything's still coming in. We haven't had frost yet, so there's still cucumbers, and the corn's coming on, the cabbage is coming on. So, you know, people are making cabbage rolls or looking at making sauerkraut. That's just sort of the season's coming just now. Yeah. So that's what fall is, yeah. Do you, do you give any classes out there on how to do any pickling? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, as you know, I, I started to do some pickling a couple of years ago. My mom-in-law taught me how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you don't have someone who's done it before... Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's something that you usually learn from, from your mom or your aunt or mm-hmm. your grandma. And it's sort of generations bring recipes with them, and, and you sort of have to learn from somebody or that's usually what happens now i think you can easily go online and get all the information you need we do have some recipes on our website and um you know i have a few uh videos that we've done that shows you a little bit of the basics Mm -hmm. but i would still think you know following a recipe and and maybe working with somebody who's already done it would probably be your best way to go. I can tell you something I made a whole bunch of dill pickles a couple of years ago and I'm afraid to try them. Oh, I haven't even tried you them. You haven't tried them yet? No. Well, you better start eating them. I, I'm afraid to try them. I'm just being a goofball. Okay, some of the questions uh, coming in this afternoon. If you have a question for Anita, you can text me at 630-630. Um, mm-hmm. Angie, can you get uh, Kevin's question? Um, because I can't do them up together. But uh, let's start with this. Um, let's talk about uh, fertilizer to lawns. A couple of things. Right. Scott says, when should I apply fall fertilizer to my lawn? And should I cut? And this is a different one from Rob. Should I cut my lawn shorter than usual and overseed and fertilize? Okay, well, first of all, this is the time of year that we would put a fall fertilizer on the lawn. So the one that I sell, uh, the numbers are a little bit different than what we do in spring. So the first number is nitrogen, which is a little bit lower. We start with a 6, 9, 18, because you're not greening up your lawn anymore. You don't need lots of nitrogen. You need more phosphorus and potash, which are the last two numbers. So that kind of an application should be made at this time of the year and watered in so that the grass is actually going to use it now. Um, and it just makes it much healthier and hardier to, to make it through winter so that already in the spring your lawn's looking really nice. Okay, so um, put that on there, put some water. What about um, getting our, our our trees ready for winter, maybe the, the big pine trees or the cedars or that sort of stuff? Yeah. I know we've talked in the past um, about making sure they get lots of water. Right. 
No more fertilizer. Um, that we sort of finish by the middle of August. You want your trees and shrubs to go into their dormancy for the winter, so only watering. And it is kind of dry right now. We haven't had a lot of rain. Now, maybe we're going to still get some here and there, but but the roots are deep. And so uh, a good thing, a good tool to get is those deep root soakers that mm-hmm. you hook up to your hose. And you has a long prong that you can then push into the ground uh, around the drip line of the tree and move it around so that, you know, your trees are getting a good watering. Trees, shrubs, roses, even your perennial beds and stuff, they, they need that water in the fall right until the winter freeze up. Anita, what is the drip line of my tree? Okay, a drip line. <laughs> well, you have to look at when it's raining. Where okay. does the water drip? Right at the edges of the leaves, not right beside the trunk. Okay. You know, it's dry underneath the tree. It's where the water drips off the edge of, okay. you know, the very outer yep. edge of your tree. Um, Kevin is on the phone, and he wants to know, first off, how do I winterize roses mm-hmm. and clematis? Okay. So roses, there's two types of roses. Uh, There's the tea roses, which are what really need the winter protection. And then there are the hardy shrub-type roses or explorers. There's Morden series, lots of different types, Winnipeg parks. Those are shrub-type roses or very hardy ones. They're very good for our zone, so they don't need as much winter care. So watering is probably one of the first things that's really important. And then uh, for tea roses, we recommend pruning them down. Now, it's a little bit early to do this yet. Things are still kind of growing. So this is something you do more in the second or third weeks of September, coming up to October sort of time. Um, Trim them back um, so that they're about 12 or or 15 inches tall or wide. And then we we sell something called a rose hut. It's like a styrofoam cooler. Mm. And you place it over top of your tea rose. And you fill that cavity up with peat moss. Oh. So you're creating a really good insulated kind of box around it. Um, and then you just leave it alone right until as long as like the 1st of May or so. And then you do your uncovering in the spring um, and let things start growing. The problem can come in springtime mostly when we get a lot of freezing and thawing cycles. Mm-hmm. And that's lots of times where we lose tea roses. Okay. So it's something that, that's why I say to leave everything covered up late, like end of April, 1st of May, and then on your, undo your uncovering at that time. Um, but with the hardy type, mm-hmm. shrub roses and that, watering is probably the most important. You can do a bit of pruning. You don't need to do a lot of pruning. So, lo- so watering right now? Watering now because it's dry and continuing to water until the winter frees up. Okay. Wow. So they should go into winter with sort of a block of ice around the root. Mm, okay. Yeah. And and do we trim them at all? You can trim them, like I say, if you need to shape them, if they've grown a bit <laughs> funny, you know, long stems here and short ones there, you can just shape it. Okay. But we don't need to do a lot of pruning. Pruning uh, mostly happens in the spring when we see what maybe is dead or has winter kill when you clean it up in the spring. Alrighty, um, and should we put one of those little styrofoam huts around that or wrap them in burlap no. or something like that? No, nope, not necessary. Okay. No, nope, we're pretty good here with a lot of those Zone 3 hardy type roses. Okay, Kevin, uh, so that's his winter, winterized roses. What about clematis? Okay, so clematis is a perennial plant, and pretty much all varieties grow from the ground again, just like any other perennial would. So when you're tired of all your vines on your trellis, you can take that all down. 
I always recommend that you leave about 18 inches of stem um, okay. just from the ground up. So trim off at about the 18-inch height. Clean all that away. It can go into the garden as compost or it can go into the garbage. Um, and again, watering, you know, now and through fall until your winter freeze up. Alrighty, Anita, getting lots of questions about trees, and I'm going to read them to you, okay? okay. So mm-hmm. it says... Uh, Uh, There's three of them here. We planted an ornamental crab tree in the spring. We've been watering it faithfully. What can we do to ensure it has a happy winter? Number one. Number two, when should I be trimming my apple trees? And then can I prune my cherry, plum, and apple trees in the fall? Okay. Mm. So um, (laughs) ornamental crab growing good now. Mm -hmm. So there isn't really a lot that you have to do. Um, Like I say, no more fertilizing after the middle of August. So the only thing to really prepare it for winter is to water it okay um and again now in a couple of weeks before the winter freeze up that sort of thing depending what our weather does if we get a lot of cool wet weather then you're probably not going to have to do a lot of watering okay but remember winter freeze up doesn't come till like first of november so we still have a, a bit of time to to continue watering okay what about um uh, trimming, trimming mm-hmm. and pruning that sort okay, of thing well with fruit trees we're supposed to do our trimming and pruning when the trees are dormant okay so we sort of say any time from first of ne- november till about mid-march oh wow okay so and not that if you trim your fruit trees during summer that you're going to kill anything or ruin anything it's just that you are probably taking potential fruit away hmm So that's why we recommend you do all your pruning in the dormant time so that in spring when it blooms and flowers, you're going to get the benefit of all that fruit. What about lilacs? Can we trim them back now? Because I've got one that's new. Okay. No. (laughs) Lilacs bloom on new growth. So we are supposed to prune lilacs right after they're finished blooming. Yeah. Sort of in (laughs) June probably, June or so. So that all that new growth that you get through summer, that's where your flowers are going to be next spring. Okay. So don't prune any lilacs now, yes. Wow. Okay, my whole side of my house is going to be a big lilac bush then next year. Unless it's unruly and horrible and you can't stand it, then there's no reason why you can't prune, but you're not going to have as many flowers. All righty. Um, let's take a quick break here, if you don't mind, Anita. When sure. we come back, want to talk about some stuff that I can keep in the in the garden uh, up till frost time, that sort of thing. Right. Let's talk about uh, getting ready for spring as well. Tulips, garlic, that sort of thing. Can you hold on a second? Yes, I sure can. Awesome. Anita McDonald from Coolman's Market Garden Greenhouse joining us on the line. If you have a question, text us 630-630. Talking about uh, gardening as uh, the growing season starts to wrap up with Anita McDonald from Coolman's Market Garden Greenhouses. Uh, more questions coming in, Anita, so I'm going to go back to the text line if you don't mind. Sure. Rob says, uh, can I buy a tree now and plant it before the winter or is it too late or is it tree specific? No, I think uh, you can pretty much plant any tree or shrub at this time of the year. It's actually a good time to do it when the weather is cooler. Uh, rather than in the really hot part of summer, because the trees will not go through any shock. And, uh, yeah, no, you can plant. If you watch the city, they're planting shrubs and, and trees in the boulevards right through until mid-October. So it's a fine time to do it. 
And uh, keys to that, then again, would be make proper depth and width and lots of water. Right. You know, when you're digging quite a deep hole, lots of times you're getting a bit of clay at the bottom. So we ask that you remove a bit of that extra clay and put a bit of fresh potting soil in the bottom and then, you know, plant your tree. Leave a bit of a well around the tree so that when you water, it can slowly soak in. Um, at this time of year, they don't need as much water. So you mm-hmm. need to monitor that a little bit as okay. you go. But very simple. So um, cutting the lawn, so that last lawn uh, mm-hmm. cut before winter, sh- how, how short should it go? Well, we really shouldn't go shorter than we normally do. I think they usually recommend that you leave it a little longer for winter time um, rather than too short. It's a little bit stressful on the lawn okay. when it's too short. So, you know, you don't want to leave it really long but just your normal length okay out of red deer uh, pete says i have lots of leaves on the lawn is it best to rake now or in the spring well yeah it's you know you're going to need to do some raking both fall and spring i think it's best to clean that up and uh, either compost it or throw it away whichever you want to do but i would suggest what can happen is insects will lay their eggs in that debris Yeah, yeah so you know by cleaning things up it's a cleaner yard and hopefully less pests next year. Um, can I start sunflower seeding? Well, yeah, it's a little bit early now because I think your seeds would still germinate at this time. The okay. ground is still a bit warm. So you want to leave that until right at the end, maybe mid-October. Is that uh, so that your seeds germinate in the spring? So does that go with poppy seeds as well? I would think, yeah. Any kind of seeds, it's still a bit early, like the ground is too warm. Okay. You don't want anything germinating unless you're going to grow some grass or, you know, do something yeah. like that. But. Okay. From Boyle, when can I prune my raspberry bushes? So raspberries, we usually do our pruning in the springtime when we see what is dead. Usually you're taking your mother plants out and leaving the younger plants there. But most often we're pruning in springtime. Okay. Uh, Dawn says, uh, Anita, I only get three or four flowers on my lilac bush. It's six years old. What should I do to help it? Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know if if we're pruning at the right time. We just talked about that. You want to make sure you're only pruning after the flowering is finished around the middle of June, 1st of July. Um, And lilacs prefer to be in quite a sunny location. You can use just a water-soluble fertilizer, like a, a miracle Grow type food um, that would just be an all-purpose type that would help push it. Not really anything else that I could recommend. Okay, alrighty. Um, Anita, what is the key to storing carrots in a root cellar? I, don't, I only seem to get a couple or three months out of them. Okay, well, carrots will dehydrate quite easily if your root cellar doesn't have enough humidity. The temperature needs to be fairly cool. So when you're harvesting the carrots, you're leaving the soil on, you're putting them in the root cellar, packed in sand or in some kind of a bin or something. Um, Just make sure that there's enough sand covering them so that they don't dehydrate. Um, We also recommend when you harvest carrots, you can wash them and put them into plastic bags. And if you have a spare fridge, that they'll probably store a lot longer that way. How long can I keep things like carrots, my onions, beets in the ground for? Okay, well, um, those kind of vegetables can tolerate quite a bit of frost. Mm. Um, Carrots, especially because they're not very exposed, could stay in almost till the 1st of November, Mm. depending what kind of fall we get. Onions 
sort of stick out of the ground and can be a bit vulnerable when we get heavier frosts. So most of the time, the onions would need to be harvested, I would say, by third week in September. Hmm. Uh, Same with potatoes. They can be a little bit uh, vulnerable to frost or anything. Uh, So by the third week in September, we should be digging them. Is there a trick to keeping your potatoes for a long time, too, like down in the basement, something like that? Well, you need to have a, a cool dark um, (laughs) place. So, you know, about, uh, I'm going to say 45 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, a little bit of humidity, not too dry. Unwashed, not washed is the best. Mm. Um, So, yeah. I learned how last year with my onions, I learned how to like keep them out, cure them so the the stems yeah. dry off, and then kept them. I I threw them in a in a nylon. Okay, <laughs> knotted them, them out up. in the yeah. sun and just let that yeah. that soil dry off and let those skins turn brown. Yeah, and then once that skin is brown, it should store you know at least till Christmas time. Um, if you have a good, cool, yep. cold room in your basement. Yeah, they worked great. I was really uh, was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole says, Anita, how do I get the big roots for my sunflowers out of the garden? We've broken several pitchforks trying to get them out in previous years. Well, yes. does your neighbor have a tractor that he can bring over? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm not sure. If you've broken your big forks, I don't know what you can do. Just um, uh, okay. work at it. Yeah. <laughs> Use a spade. Okay. A couple more questions, and we're going to be out of time here. Um, how do I winter cedars? Okay, well, cedars, again, the watering is important right until winter, um, uh, fall, uh, freeze up. Um, they... We can wrap them with burlap mm-hmm. if they're exposed to, to the south sun. We don't really wrap the plant. We put stakes beside the plant mm. and then wrap the stakes. So you're really just protecting the dehydration. The, the sun reflection on the snow will cause one side to turn brown. <laughs> so that's where you, you're wrapping with burlap, but you're wrapping stakes that are around the cedar plant. Okay. Okay. Cedars are so true. My the yeah. deer the deer eat my uh, ate all oh, the cedars at my house. That can be a problem too. Yep, for sure. And um, one more before we go. Max says I have uh, basil and mint plants. Can I keep them over the winter? Well, they can be brought indoors, so they would need to be potted up into smaller containers. Now, the one thing about bringing plants in from outside is you can Bubs. be bringing insects. Uh-huh. There's going to be eggs. They might not see the insects, but there's going to be eggs. So you do need to maybe keep them in a little bit of an isolated place for a while. If you have a spare bedroom window or something, um, have a bit of Dr. Doom or insecticidal soap handy so that you can spritz them. And make sure that everything is clean and under control before you bring them into your kitchen or wherever you're going to grow them with the rest of your house plants. Alrighty. That could be a big problem. Yeah, I've brought stuff in before and I've ended up with swarms in the house. It's not good. 328, Anita McDonald from uh, Coolman's Market Garden Greenhouse joining us. Lots of information on the website, coolmans.com. Uh, and you know what? You always just go out and go for a visit and find Anita, track her down, ask her the questions face-to-face as well. Right on. Anita, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having okay, me. Okay, we'll Have talk to you soon. Day. Okay, Good. bye-bye. Okay, bye. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.